1: So very much for joining us. It's seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the fifth and very important morning of the month of February in the year of our Lord, uh, 2019. I almost said in the month of second, because I would say either the name of the month or the year or the number of the month. It's the second month of the year of our Lord, 2019. And why did I say it's an important day today? Well, because we are going to hear from the President of the United States with a golden opportunity to make his case to the American people, to prove to the American people that we absolutely must secure our border and protect our country from drugs, to protect our country from from cartels, to protect our country from violent gang members, to protect our country from all sorts of threats that continue to pour into this nation unabated because of our poorest Southern border. Tonight, the President has the, the world, not just the United States people, he has a command audience. He has the world. There will be hanging on his every word. He must take advantage of this golden opportunity. The
0: president will obviously celebrate the economy. As he tells the American people, listen, we are in an absolutely incredible time, at least economically, for our country. Who will give the Democratic response? Well, Stacey Abrams will be delivering the rebuttal tonight for the Democrats. You may remember she lost a very closely contested gubernatorial race in the great state of Georgia just a few months ago.
1: I'll- I love that, by the way. I love that. Uh, it, it means... Absolutely nothing, nothing whatsoever, because the audience drops off just precipitously after the president, in any presidential State of the Union address, by the by, The audience drops off precipitously uh, as soon as the president is done. Very few sit by and listen, except for hardcore loyalists like to sit by and listen to the opposition party's response. But what they've done this time, I absolutely love. Stacey Abrams is a verifiable buffoon she's she's slow she's 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 not smart she's really really i mean she's the face that the democrats want to put on after donald trump well it's proof that they know they cannot compete with him it's proof that they know they cannot answer the things uh that he is going to point out tonight at the state of the union address um They They really have no way to refute and rebut them. The economic numbers that he's going to talk about, the job numbers, the wage numbers, the growth in this country, and so on and so forth. There's absolutely nothing that they can do to rebut the great news story that he's going to tell while also telling the dangerous news story of the southern border. So they got themselves a sacrificial lamb. There was not a sitting member of Congress, I promise, that wanted to have to go on after Trump and say, yeah, everything that that guy just said is not true. Uh, they know they can't do that. No congressperson wants to go out there and provide a, a, a fistful of lies to the American people after Trump lays out the glorious path that this country is on right now. So since they couldn't get an actual sitting member of Congress and they couldn't get somebody of prominence in the DNC, they found themselves a sacrificial lamb. And Stacey Abrams is just dumb enough to say, I'll do it. And I find that just simply hysterical. But the president while outlining the great things that he has done in this country over the course of the first two years, also must seize the moment. I said this before, and I'm going to continue to say it, and I'm going to say it to his son, Eric Trump, coming up in less than 10 minutes. I want the president to pull out all of the Democrats' statements about border barriers, about border walls, about border security, about illegal immigration in this country. And I want him to play them back for the rest of the nation in this captive audience. He's got a command performance here that he's going to be delivering before a captive audience. And this is the time to make sure everybody has heard the woman sitting behind him, Nancy Pelosi, her previous comments about illegal immigration. It's the perfect time for him, for the world to hear Chuck Schumer. Cause you only hear Chuck Schumer talking about building a wall and bragging about it, about the uh, fencing that was built. You only hear Chuck Schumer if you watch Fox News or if you listen to conservative talk radio. I would, be, I would venture to say that probably 60 to 70% of Americans have never heard the hypocrisy from the Democrat party from barack obama from hillary from schumer from from harry reid from joe biden from bill clinton from hillary uh, i said hillary clinton from pelosi and all of the above they have all made strong statements about the need to stop the unchecked flow of illegal immigration across our southern border and now they act as oh this is a manufactured crisis trump is inventing a crisis there is no crisis The president needs to bring all of their hypocritical words out before the masses tonight. And I'm going to talk to Eric Trump, the president's son, about that coming up, as I say, in just a few minutes. Big show today. In addition to Eric Trump joining us here uh, at about 9.20, we're going to talk to Congressman Jim Jordan on a Tuesday as his schedule prevented him from joining us yesterday. So he'll be on at 9.35 after the bottom of the hour news and then at 10.05, a State of the Union preview from Peter Kersenow. Very much looking forward to his thoughts and what he wants to hear uh, tonight as well. Uh, aside from that, those being the biggest news stories, clearly the State of the Union tonight, <clears throat> the uh, approaching uh, deadline to get a deal done in order to stop another government for shutdown from happening, we're now 10 days away from that. It will be February 15th. Aside from all of those things, last night, if you did not hear or late yesterday, Senate Democrats took their ghoulish, demonic, evil stance, extremist as it is, on abortion and the viability of babies outside the womb to a new level. And that level, of course, is a lower depth when they refused to support Senator Ben Sasse's very simple, reasonable, common-sensible bill that would protect babies who are born alive, either in botched abortion procedures or in procedures that did not start on time. The woman went into labor too soon. Ben Sasse put forth a bill on the Senate floor asking for a unanimous declaration from the Senate that all babies born alive are entitled to medical care. All babies born alive must be treated and saved, if possible, by the attending physician. It's called the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, Senate Bill 130 to protect babies who survived failed abortions. Ben Sass went on the floor of the United States Senate yesterday to ask his colleagues to pass this bill by unanimous consent. Should have been a given. We're not talking about abortion anymore. We're talking about babies born alive. This is the Democrats' opportunity. This is their chance to say we are not Ralph Northam. Ralph Northam and Kathy Tran and their extremists and Andrew Cuomo... Their extremist, baby-murdering views do not represent our party. 920, now the Bob Branson Authority continuing on AM 1420, The Answer. I told you we are loaded for bear today. Coming up at 10.05, uh, Peter now the United States Commission on Civil Rights, will be joining us at 9.35 after the bottom of the hour news. Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio's 4th Congressional District will be here. And joining us now, as promised, is uh, a businessman, philanthropist, and the second son of President Donald J. Trump. Eric Trump joins us once again here with a preview of his father's State of the Union address on AM 1420, The Answer good to talk to you again sir how are you hey hey bob great to be back on it's always a pleasure to have you on big night tonight for your father um any uh any uh, idea what's uh, in that speech have you seen a draft of the presentation for tonight
2: yeah well listen there's gonna be first of all i'm gonna be front and center so I'm, uh, i couldn't be more excited i think that's where my father does best where he actually gets to go out uh, not speak through the media uh and speak to the american people and you know, I, I think in uh, in many ways, he's going to cheerlead for our country because our country's never done better. Um, we have the hottest economy in the world by far right now. Um, we have the lowest unemployment we've ever had. Wages are going up. Our military is back. Um, consumer confidence is at all-time highs. Um, food stamps are, are, are being, you know, decreased. Um, you know, I mean... Our country is doing the best it's ever done, you know, ever, um, by by just about every quantifiable metric. So I think he's going to talk a lot about that. Um, clearly, immigration um, is going to be one of the big topics tonight because you see the, the caravan, you know, that's approaching the border right now and actually just reached the border. I mean, thousands and thousands of people who are out there bragging about, you know, we're not going to go to the ports of entry. We're just going to find the one area that's missing um you know border security and a border fence and we're just going to walk right through that and you know there's so many of us that you know they'll never be able to stop us we'll just walk right across and walk right into the US and you know that's been a big problem um obviously many of the angel moms will be there and um but but I think a lot of it tonight is actually going to be a very positive speech and um you know we're we're at a divide meaning you know congress is is at a great divide um they don't want to agree on anything and I think a lot of it could be very uplifting and, you know, kind of speak to, you know, the amazing accomplishments we've had, but how much more we could accomplish together as a nation if, um, you know, if, if we had people who were actually willing to sit down, work, uh, create common ground. And um, quite frankly, I think that's, uh, that's what Americans are, are looking for.
1: Eric, obviously there's a lot of ground that has to be covered in the State of the Union, and I certainly expect him, and he should, uh, puff his chest out a little bit and brag about the direction of this country, the economic growth that we have had, and we continue to stay on that tremendous path, the job numbers, uh, the record low unemployment for blacks, Hispanics, women, and youths, uh, and, and on down the line, certainly the rebuilding of the military. But nothing is more important in my view, Eric, than the immigration issue. We just came off of a 35-day shutdown that the country largely blamed on your father, in part because he asked for it. He did in that publicized meeting with uh, Chuck and Nancy, uh, you know, said I'll take ownership of the shutdown if that's what it takes to to protect our border, and I saluted him for that. But we can't have another one. And so here we go. The Nancy continues to say, not a dollar for the wall. Uh, the president says, that's a non-starter. We absolutely must have the wall. Look at, as you just said, the caravan and everything else going on. Will your dad turn around and speak directly tonight to Nancy Pelosi and ask her why she has in the past promoted and supported, along with Chuck Schumer? We have, See, we in Talk Radio, Eric, we're playing these on a regular basis. I'm playing clips of Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Chuck Schumer, Harry Reid, Nancy Pelosi, and on down the line, all of them supporting uh, uh, the security at the southern border and most of them saying the words border fencing and uh, I-, I want him tonight to call them out for their hypocrisy do you think that he's going to be able to do anything like that Eric? Bob, Bob,
2: Bob there's no question that it's, it's, it's one of the great hypocrisies ever and by the way they all said it it's not like they said it once and, and they did it in jest And I, I mean they were so defended they said it so many times but you've got to realize the reason that they don't want it they don't they don't, they don't care about the interests of this this nation you know they care about having trump not succeed so it makes their chances of winning in 2020 better i mean this is a little mind game that that they're playing well if if we if we block him well then he didn't get one of our his big campaign promises if he doesn't get one of his big campaign promises we can have our contenders in 2020 say that he was never able to build the wall because they just sat there and you know railroad in the Instructor, entire time yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know and 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 then if he does that well he'll be a little bit weaker with his base which might i, I mean this is this is the evil kind of this is evil politics at at at, at work i mean i was with the angel moms last week I, I had i had a mother and father come up to me holding a picture of their child and say my son was killed by an illegal immigrant 2 weeks ago 2 weeks ago this wasn't a year ago this wasn't 2 years ago Two weeks ago, they're showing me this picture. I mean, you're, you're saying they're doing everything in your power not to not to cry. You, you see the problems with the fentanyl. You see the problems with the drugs. You see the problem with the the human trafficking, right? You see the problems with the caravans, and you also see the problem, quite frankly, on the opposite side that our illegal immigration system is is broken. So we don't do a good job letting good people legally into this country. And so, everybody' resources coming into the country illegally. We can't. We have no checks and balances on this. I mean, it's it's a disaster. And because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the rest of them don't want Trump to fulfill one of his campaign promises, you know, they're they're doing everything they possibly can to work against this country. And there's a lot of problems to be solved. The legal immigration problem has to be solved so it's it's we can get great people and we can do it faster and people can actually come into this country right because there's many great ones that should has to be solved, the drug problem has to be solved, you know, I mean, we can the dreamer problem has to be solved, we can solve yeah. all these problems, but you know, Nancy effectively mocks the whole thing yeah, yeah, I'll give you $1 for a wall and I'll give you, uh, you want border security, I'll give you a drone so you're going to have a jet-powered drone flying, um, you know, at 30,000 feet, while you have caravans of, you know, 2, 3, 5,000 people, 10,000, in some cases, 1,000 people you know, marching on the country to an area where there's no wall, I mean at a cost of what, ten thousand dollars an hour to fly one of those things? I mean like yeah. this yeah. th- these are they're serious proposals and, and and, I, and 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 that's why I think they're going to lose this battle because uh, Americans don't take what they're saying seriously. They they understand well, that see, walls actually. See, Eric, if time.
1: I may, I I agree with everything you just said. But here's my problem. Here's my concern. Anyway, I'm concerned that the president may not have the political capital unless all Americans know these things. See, you know them. You sat with the Angel families, and and everything that you just said is absolutely true. I play these clips on talk radio. But if you're not seeking out conservative talk radio or occasionally Fox News, you're not going to hear all of the hypocritical things that the left has. Said about fencing and about barriers yeah. that they have supported in the past, and that now they can only oppose them for one reason, as you said, to politically hurt your father. So, I, this is his golden opportunity. He's got, he's going to be on every network, every cable uh, channel, and, and on down the line. He needs, in my view, to make sure that not just conservatives who seek these things out here, these, we already know it, but but centrists, moderate Americans who have not heard this from the Democrats. That's how he gains political capital. That's how voters all across this country then put pressure on the democrats to say all right now it's pretty obvious and plain to see what you're doing here stop this nonsense uh, fund the wall and let's get this thing done that's what i'm hopeful that your dad's able to do tonight
2: Gonna, he's going to do that, um, and I think he's going to deliver a very positive message. Because, quite frankly, we have—he is has, he has one of the great stories of any president ever to tell. Um, the, the economic turnaround, the military turnaround—you um, know, I mean, there's so many of the things what he's done with the Supreme Court, um, the justices he's put on. I mean, I can go on and on. Consumer confidence, wages going up. I mean, we—we we can literally—he's he, got one of the most incredible stories of any president that served for two terms. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, two years. Um, right. Ever. Right. And then you look at the opposite side where you have, you know, governors coming out and saying that, you know, at 40 weeks, we should be able to abort children, birthday abortions. Right. Where, you know, the child comes out and they're comforted. And, um, you know, I, I mean,
1: and yesterday, Patty Murray said a Democrat blocked a bill from Ben Sass that would have said you can't do that ever anywhere in the United States, that a baby born alive under any circumstances is entitled to medical care. And the Democrats blocked that. Is he going to address that tonight?
2: But Bob, it it is it, the the forty the forty week abortion thing. It's it's unthinkable. I, I have a sixteen month kid at home. It, it is it is unthinkable, and they're becoming so radicalized. I mean, right now in D.C., there's an exhibit of you know um, a young girl um, posing to be my sister. So effectively, this you know kind of leftist group went out. They hired a model um, who they wanted to dress up like Ivanka. They yeah. put her on a red carpet. They gave her a vacuum, and they let bystanders go by and throw food and, and drinks and, 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 and dirt and debris at her. And, you know, and, 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 and by the way, this is, you know, Ivanka has done more for for, for for women and women's issues. Radical. Uh, America looks at this and they say, give me a break. Like, this isn't civility. This isn't the way you act. Um, but they've, they've become so radicalized on every issue, whether it be I'll give you a dollar for the border wall or I'm going to let – some young girl have have you know with a vacuum have things thrown at her to try and mock Ivanka, or we're going to have abortions at forty weeks when you have a child ready to be born. I mean, they're not they're not winning these issues. I mean, uh, America isn't crazy, and uh, you know the the left is no longer the left of J F K. The left is it's it's the party of of, of they, they've just. You know, there's a faction of the party that's become so crazy. they are seeing that. I mean, I really, really do. I mean, forget about talk radio, forget about conservative radio. I think Americans are seeing the lunacy of some of these positions.
1: Yeah, Eric, I, I completely agree, and I hope that's something your father's able to spotlight tonight. Again, he's got a captive audience. It's uh it's a golden opportunity to really push forth uh, you know, all of these messages. Uh the extremist Democrats need to be called out for who they are, and we need to sell the American people on the need for that border security barrier, wall, fence, or whatever they want to call it tonight. We'll be watching yeah. and praying for the president that he uh that he's able to deliver that message effectively tonight so that we can move forward as a country. And uh, Eric, we appreciate everything that you do and appreciate uh you coming on with this morning
2: i look forward to speaking to you guys soon you
1: guys- that thank you so much eric we appreciate it thank you that's eric trump the uh, second son of the president of the united states joining us with a state of the union preview on am 1420 the answer his phone was cutting out there a little bit toward the end of the interview apologies for that uh coming up after the news congressman jim jordan with his own preview of the state of the union address and more on am 1420
0: the answer com attention social justice warriors if you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended this isn't it this is the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer Tonight, the president is expected to touch on illegal immigration, protecting our nation's borders, infrastructure and drug prices, as well
3: as revised trade deals with allies and foreign policy. Thirteen special guests will
0: join President Trump and the first lady tonight to represent, quote, the very best of America. They include 11 year old Joshua Trump, who has been bullied in school because of his
3: name. Judas Samet will also be there. He survived the mass shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue
0: in Pittsburgh, which left 11 people dead last year. The first family also inviting Alice Johnson, a convicted drug trafficker who was granted clemency by the president. The president's
1: second State of the Union address tonight will be carried live here on AM 1420, The Answer. So make sure you are tu- you are tuned in for that. Uh, the president's second son joined us moments ago, talking about the uh, State of the Union address. Now with a different perspective and a preview of his own is Congressman Jim Jordan, and it looks like I may have a hard time punching him up here see if you can grab that line for me and punch up jim jordan samuel congressman jordan are you there sir
3: i am bob how you doing
1: i'm good thanks very much for joining us how are you
3: i'm doing fine good to be with you always All right. enjoy getting on yeah. the bob Franco.
1: Well, we appreciate having you every time you're able to. Thank you very much for that. Um, okay, Congressman, there's a lot of ground to cover here, and I want to kind of follow up with you on something I asked Eric Trump about, and I asked him whether or not he is going to just deliver his own words tonight or if he will do what I feel like he needs to do to win some political capital with people who may question him or his uh, reasons for wanting a border wall. The left calls it a temper tantrum. They call it him just trying to uh, keep a campaign promise, but it's a manufactured crisis. I want the president to quote Nancy Pelosi as he sits behind her. I want him to quote Chuck Schumer, I want him to quote Harry Reid and every other prominent Democrat, including past presidents, who have called for an, an immense crackdown on uh, on illegal border crossings by way of building border barriers. They have supported it in the past, yeah. and I want him to turn around and say, why do you not support what now what you have supported in the past? Do you think he'll do that, uh, Congressman Jordan, or well, do you think he's yeah, just I mean, going to uh, uh, deliver a standard address? Yeah, I, Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I don't know, but but you're exactly right, and it's and it's it's not all those people you listed, Bob. But it's also uh, President Obama when he was then senator um, talked about the need to secure the border. Uh, when when Secretary Clinton was senator, she talked about money for a barrier on our border that that needs to happen. So uh, I think I do think it's important that the president talk about all the things that he's done, the amazing list of accomplishments over the last two years and then also focusing on this on this border security wall situation and how radical the positions the Democrats have taken. Now just just think about these four quick things. Uh, Congressman Blumenauer said abolish ICE. Secretary Clinton two years ago, as the leader of their party, said borderless hemisphere. Nancy Pelosi has said walls are immoral. And the person giving the State of the Union response for the Democrats, Stacey Abrams, just three weeks ago said she thinks it's okay if non-citizens vote. Now, I don't think that's where the American people are, and I think it's important that the president highlight that contrast between his common-sense approach, border security wall, and light of all these caravans that, are come, that have come, and the one that's on its way right now as we speak. I think, I think showing that contrast is important as well.
1: I, I wonder why they chose Stacey Abrams, Congressman. And the reason I ask, and, and it's my, my own suspicion, and you can tell me if you agree, agree or disagree, nobody who is a sitting member of Congress right now or anybody prominent in the Democrat Party wants to follow the president. They can't rebut what he's, <laughs> you know, the story he's going to tell, they cannot rebut because of the facts and the economic numbers and so on and so forth. Yeah, and so exactly. they had to find a sacrificial lamb, and she, she inadvertently stuck her hand in the air and said, I'll do it. <laughs> Good, go do it, because nobody else wants that job.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they picked her. Uh, I do think the last response to the president's message to the country by Senator Schumer and Speaker Pelosi was, uh, uh, what, what should we say, Wendy wasn't the greatest performance. Maybe that, that's a nice way of, of, of saying it. Um, yeah, but you're right, his record. I mean, we've talked about this many times on your show, but think about this list. I started to say that last year during the campaign, but this is truly amazing. In two years in office, the president, regulations cut, taxes cut, Economy growing at an unbelievable rate. Lowest unemployment in 50 years. 300,000 jobs added the last two months, each of the last two months. Gorsuch and Kavanaugh on the court. We're out of that crazy Iran deal. The embassy's in Jerusalem. The hostages are home from North Korea, and there's a new NAFTA agreement. That is phenomenal. So, yeah, you, you, again, you wouldn't know any of that if you just watched CNN, but that is an amazing record in just two years' time, and yet all the Democrats want to do is say, we're going to do whatever it takes to stop the president and specifically do whatever it takes to stop the president from building the border security wall, which anyone with common sense knows needs to happen.
1: Speaking of cutting taxes, you mentioned, uh, regulations cut and taxes cut, and those are things that we should be celebrating. Uh, but, um, Politico has a story this morning. Soak the rich. Americans say go for it. And they cite a survey from Politico in the morning consult that 76% of registered voters are siding with the radical Democrats who want to, t- uh, to tax at 70 to 90% the wealthiest Americans. W- w- what do they not understand about these, uh, you know, these, these people being the job creators, these people being the, uh, you know, the Business expanders and those who are responsible for helping to grow our economy.
3: I'm not sure why that is happening. I mean, it, I, I, I gotta believe part of it, the the, the left wing mainstream press who continues just to harp on anyone who's successful in this great country. Um, it doesn't seem like it was that that long ago when when Americans you saw someone who was who's worked hard and achieved the American dream and is, and is, and is now successful in, in our great country where where Americans would say I want to be like that individual. I want to I want that's what that's the goal I'm set for our m- myself and our family. Uh, and instead though you seem to have all this envy and like oh anyone who's who's done well in this great country is now the bad guy and we have to go get them. I, I just don't think that's healthy for a culture. It's unfortunate that that's what we hear, but um you know we'll, we'll 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 just have to see. I hope that's not the case and you're exactly right just from an economic perspective. It's it's people who who set goals, work hard, and create jobs, and grow their business, and, and, and along the way are successful, but they're the ones who create opportunities for so many other Americans who can then go do the same thing. And um, that's just part of the American dream, and it's unfortunate that you see this this attack on people who have kind of lived it.
1: Congressman Jim Jordan, uh, Jordan joining us on uh, AM 1420, The Answer. Congressman, uh, that's an extremist position by the Democrats, and uh, while we're on it, um, I don't think I've ever seen anything as extreme as what we're seeing with respect to this abortion discussion that has taken over this country. Uh, with Andrew Cuomo signing that horrific bill in uh, New York two weeks ago, essentially allowing a woman to have a, an abortion if she says her mental health is in danger, literally at the moment of delivery, right up to the due date, uh, that woman yeah. can choose to have that baby murdered. Ralph Northam then said, uh, and Kathy Tran in Virginia said, uh, yeah, we can do better than that. Hold my beer. We'll wait till the baby's born. And then we'll say, yeah, we'll just have a conversation after that and decide whether or not we yeah. let that baby live or we kill it. I mean, we're talking about extremism, and then last night, Congressman, on the Senate side, uh, your colleague Ben Sass yeah. introduced a bill that he tried to get uh, passed with the unanimous consent that Democrat Patty Murray said no. And this was about the most simple thing that you can imagine. And that is if a baby is born alive, you don't, you're not allowed to kill it. The baby is entitled to, uh, the rights that any person has. And that is medical yeah. care for goodness sakes. What are, yeah. how did we get to this position of extremism? No, well,
3: it's, it's, it's years, uh, years now since, since the Roe v. Wade decision. Um, and you're right. Just the lack of respect for the sanctity of human life, um, you know our, our our founding document talks about life liberty pursuit of happiness and you you break it down you say can you pursue your goals and dreams if you first don't have liberty if you first don't have freedom and do you ever truly have real liberty real freedom if government won't protect your most fundamental right your right to live your right to life and when you see that that attack that fundamental thing attack which our whole country is the, the document that started this whole thing. I always say that document, the Declaration of Independence, next to scripture, the best words ever put on paper. And yet, you see that being attacked with what happened in New York, as you point out, and some of the comments made in Virginia, um, and of course with the with the senator. So it is it's sad, um, but unfortunately, again, it's a, it's a cultural thing. But I'll tell you what, pro life community, the, the pro life march just a few weeks ago, we we were we were here we always invite folks from Ohio who come down for that uh, march to stop by for a reception afterwards and get a chance to visit with them um it was packed there was a huge crowd so there were all kinds of americans that think like you and i do and understand that we need to respect life the sanctity of human life um and are fighting back on this so uh, that's the good news and i always I always try to look at the the optimistic side of things and um we'll keep we'll keep fighting and i think in the end with with technology and everything today that's what also makes it so so unbelievable because you know it's human life. I mean, ultrasound, the technology, and what, what medicine can do now to save a kid who, is, who is, has difficulty while still in the womb, it, it's amazing. So we just need to keep talking about it and keep pushing it, and I think we're going to win in the end.
1: Yeah, and I, and I certainly and you're right, of course, about uh, children in the womb and uh, the extremism of, on their side is they're waiting until after they're out of the womb and still saying then that they don't have the right it to live if the mother doesn't the want you. That's Bob, what's so crazy. Bob, it
3: also, yeah, it also shows the, the power of the Planned Parenthood uh, lobby. This oh. idea that your tax dollars go to Planned Parenthood, who then endorses like 99% of the people they endorse are Democrats, and give them money, who then get elected, who then vote to give your tax dollars to Planned Parenthood, who then take that money and give it to politicians, who then get elected. That's the cycle, and that shows the power of that. And that's why we, we I pushed hard on this. We've got to continue to push hard. They should not be getting your tax dollars. The largest abortion provider in this country should not be getting your tax dollars. That gonna, if they if they want to do they they shouldn't be entitled to taxpayer money and so we're uh, we're going to continue that fight as well.
1: Well, that, that, that'll that circle us back to uh, February 15th, uh, when the next uh, spending bills are due, because, uh, you know, the three-week spending bill that was passed and signed by the President in order to end the government shutdown, it ends. Um, yep. it, it, you know, we keep telling the President, don't sign something that doesn't include spending for your border wall, but we also have said to him for two solid years, now don't sign anything yeah, that continues to fund Planned Parenthood, Yeah, we can't afford another government shutdown. I don't think the President politically can afford another government shutdown. Will that be a part of these bills on the 15th? And and secondly, Congressman, if uh, if there is no funding for this border wall, do you expect the president to say game over? I'm declaring a state of emergency at the I southern do. border, and we are going to build this wall through the through the military.
3: I do, I do. Uh, you know, he can do some things right now under existing law to deal with the drug problem. You, you saw just last week, we had the largest drug bust fifty enough fentanyl to kill fifty seven million people. Uh, right. uh, drug bust on the border, which underscores just how serious this this situation is. So he can do certain things with fencing right now under current law to get the border security wall. I don't think he's going to get it because you've seen the position the Democrats have taken, specifically Speaker Pelosi. So I do think at some point he will he will probably have to do the emergency declaration and and pursue that route. If he does, I'm, I believe what will happen then is Pelosi will try to uh, pass a resolution saying she's that, that that the House is opposed to that. I think that the Senate could do the same thing. I think the President obviously would veto that, and then I think. There would probably be an attempt to override uh, the veto. I don't think that would be successful. We would uh, There would be plenty of votes, I think, to stick with the president and do what we told the American people we're going to do on the border security wall. And then it would go to court. So it's a long fight, but I think we're going to have to go that route. Uh, the president is committed to this. I'm committed to it. The American people understand it makes sense. I think that's what's going to happen here. Um, when we get closer to the 15th, he'll do the emergency declaration.
1: Congressman, last thing before you go this morning, uh, one of your constituents, one of my listeners, called me yesterday and said, hey, when you talk to Jordan tomorrow, would you ask him about this? And it's a return to the witch hunt. Um, you and I discussed, and I know you have said in several forums, talked about the uh, uh, insanity of allowing people who have been fired by the FBI to continue to uh, have uh, top security clearance, security clearance. Yeah. Um. Has there been any follow up on that? Do people like Struck and Page and McCabe and others who are no longer with the uh, federal government I do they still have security clearance to be able to see classified I, documentation, especially those who have been uh, responsible for leaking it in the past?
3: I, yeah, I do not believe they do. I will, I will, I will double check that. I do not believe because remember, Peter Struck is gone. Lisa Page is gone from the yeah. FBI. Now there were there was this idea that Clapper and Brennan still had access to some, some information, and it was almost like you would bounce ideas off of people who've been in those important positions in the past, but I think Clapper and Brennan are the wrong guys to be bouncing ideas off of, frankly, uh, particularly with, with knowing that Clapper lied under oath to the United States Senate. We know he did, uh, and, and Brennan's involvement with, with then-Senator Harry Reid and the idea that Reid sends a letter talking about the dossier and what may be going on with the Trump, the, I, there's no way those guys should have a clearance. I think the president has has was clear about that last year in, in, in denying clearances to certain individuals there too. But I do not believe Struck and Page and those individuals do.
1: Okay, that that's what we just wanted to follow up on because so many of these people have proven to be enemies of the United States. It's the reason yeah. they've been demoted or fired or whatever the case might be. And for the idea that they could continue last, to have classified access is something that is very disturbing. That, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: On that subject, Bob, one one last thing is yeah. we did a letter last week asking asking the uh, FBI and the Justice Department four key questions: Who decided you were going to send a SWAT team to go get Roger Stone? What are the criteria for determining when you use a SWAT team and when you don't? And who tipped off CNN, and when did you tip them off? So those are four important questions that we need to know that, that, that are right in line with this whole, this whole idea that there's a, there's a different standard out there, or there's a double standard out there. Uh, we need answers to those questions, and Mark, and I, sent a, uh, Mark and I sent a letter to the Justice Department last week. We want to know those answers to those four fundamental questions. Why was a SWAT team used for a guy who said he'd turn himself in, and what is the criteria for making that determination? Did, did they follow it at the FBI?
1: I, I've, I've seen uh, uh, releases of your letter, and I've seen uh, releases of um, a Lindsey Graham's letter asking some of the same things from the Senate side. Um, I have not seen one word of response from the Justice Department. When do you expect to hear back from them and answers to those questions?
3: Matt Whitaker is in front of the Judiciary Committee in the House uh, this Friday. Uh, he's going to get some serious questions from uh, a number of us.
1: I hope uh, I hope you are really able to expose uh, the the political nature of those decisions made by FBI leadership. And and I have to ask you this too before you go. I, I I was assuming that once we got rid of Comey and McCabe and Strzok and Page and the others that we knew that were literally politicizing and weaponizing the FBI for for assisting their liberal Democratic friends, uh, that that we might you know we might see something a little bit different. But Chris Ray is in charge of the FBI FBI now. He was the president's choice for goodness sakes. How can Ray be allowing this type of behavior? and these type of decisions to be made. I know you don't have the answers to your questions yet, but it's no. a general question.
3: No, that is the question. What what the heck is he doing? I don't know. Where is this? Where is John Huber? Remember, he was the guy selected to look at potential FISA abuse and what how the Clinton investigation was handled. That was ten months ago. We've not heard one single word from John Huber, U.S. Attorney. That the then Attorney General Jeff Sessions says, "I'm going to pick him instead of picking the second special counsel." He says, "I'm going to have Huber look into this case." We have no clues. Like it's like the you know the old uh, Where's Waldo? It's like where is this guy? I have no idea what he's doing. So the same thing with Christopher. We haven't heard a thing from him. So I'm looking forward to when Christopher Ray. That does his annual trek to Capitol Hill and has to answer questions in front of the Judiciary Committee as well. I don't know when. That's not scheduled yet. But you're exactly right. Like, what is going on? We, there's important things that have happened. We'd like some answers from the people in
1: charge. Absolutely right. Congressman Jordan, thank you for providing answers for us. We have a lot of questions out here in your, you know, not just in your district but in this state. And you always come on and you're up front with us, and we certainly appreciate that. Best of luck exactly. to you and the president and the, and the country tonight at the State of Union Address. Thanks, Bob take care you got it thank you Congressman Jordan Congressman Jim Jordan joining us it's 9:52 we'll catch up on our traffic right now and try to come back in with a call or two don't forget Peter Kirsten. I told you we're heavy today Eric Trump to uh, Congressman Jim Jordan and Peter Kirson now joining us at about 10:05 all right here on AM 1420 the answer
0: Bible
1: All right, 9.57, the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. A little short segment here before we uh, uh, get to the top of the hour news and we hear from uh, uh, Peter now I'm very much looking forward to hearing uh, Peter's thoughts on the State of the Union tonight. It's a great opportunity for the President of the United States not only to highlight and celebrate uh, all of the wonderful accomplishments that uh, uh, that the President has been responsible for guiding and leading in just two years as the President, but also uh, an opportunity to highlight and spotlight the hypocrisy and the danger of the Democrats who are willing to shut down the government um, in order to stop them from having to fulfill their constitutional duty, the oath that they took to preserve and protect the United States of America. And that's what a border wall does. It preserves and protects. So I hope the president takes advantage of that opportunity tonight. And I also hope, I asked Eric Trump about this Who was my guest in the first half half hour this morning? I asked uh Eric Trump, the second son of the President, whether or not he's going to discuss abortion and uh of course he is um and, and I've only been able to give passing reference to this because we've been packed with our guests. but if you did not see what happened yesterday, it's staggering. Um, Senator Ben Sass released a bill uh, or put forth a bill that he was hoping to get passed by what's called unanimous consent. Meaning, no one in the Senate could possibly oppose something as obvious as this. If a baby is born, the baby gets medical care. If the baby is born, the baby must be protected. If, the, if a baby is born, a baby can't be killed. That, it, it, I mean, you know, right? That, that's something that has to transcend politics, it has to transcend ideologies and arguments. That's just life. Nobody is for murder. I don't think there's anybody on either, in either party that can say, I'm pro-murder. So Ben Sass said, let's put that in writing, okay? Let's get this passed by unanimous consent. You're either for babies or you defend infanticide. You are pro-murder. And instead of getting the unanimous consent, Democrat Senator Patty Murray voted in opposition. She stopped the born-alive bill in the United States Senate from passing with unanimous consent. It is her belief, and only God knows which of her colleagues agree with her, because all it took was one, that if they want babies to die, then doggone it, babies will die. That is their belief. It is an extraordinarily extreme position that has only come to light in, in vocal terms in the last two weeks between Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, Kathy Tram, delegate in Virginia, and Ralph Northam, governor of Virginia, where they have said babies born alive should be allowed to be killed if that's what the mother desires. If that's what the birth giver desires, I will not even soil the word mother by describing these people in those terms. The president, hopefully, will speak out forcefully on the extremist nature of the American left when it comes to baby killing at the State of the Union address tonight. Peter Kirsten, I will give us his thoughts on that and much more coming up next, right here on AM 1420